0: Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am Miss Marcy. So, to my first time listeners, welcome. And to my Every week, listeners, thank you for your continued supports. And to everybody, you could be listening to any podcast, but you choose to listen to this one. So for that, I appreciate you. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started. So I am joined today with two guests, two lovely guests, two returning guests, actually. Mr. Mitigated Go.
1: What's up, Felmo? How you doing out there?
0: And Miss Crystal. Hey, y'all. Welcome back, y'all. Thank,
1: thank you. Thank you, you for having us and stand me.
0: How's everybody feeling today? Pretty good.
1: Heck yeah. Sure. Enjoying it. It hey, kind of salty, though, that the summer coming to an end. I know.
0: You know what I
1: mean? This is quick. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, lady season's running. hmm And it's
0: hot as hell outside today,
2: too. Woo! You about another few weeks, though, it's going to be cold.
0: Man, I actually don't mind when it get cool. I don't like when it's real hot like this
1: fall and spring is my yeah, favorite. Yeah, my, my favorite too. Is
2: spring.
0: So I guess we the kind of people we don't like too much or something. Mm-hmm. So too much hot is bad. Too much cold is bad. I like it in between.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the fall and the spring like so when that wind be blowing and, and my shirt be flapping like Michael Jackson <laughs> with the white ox <laughs> Oh! <laughs>
0: I'll I like liking, that. That's the best. I be like in the fall fashion. Number one, number two, my birthday is in November, so I
1: fall yeah. birthday,
0: and I, I like I just I just like the fall festivities. I like the mm-hmm. potlucks and the, just all the colors. I love it. love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. All right, child. So we ain't gonna we ain't gonna we just gonna cut right into it. We ain't gonna play no games with y'all. We are gonna get straight to the topic. All right. So this topic actually came up last week after we got done doing the last podcast. You know, off the record we was all just sitting here having a conversation and Miss Crystal had, you know, brought up something that she was kinda, you know, dealing with or whatever within, you know, family and stuff. And then it it triggered us to talk about learned behavior, which is our topic for today. Learned motherfucking behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something everybody can relate to. Everybody can you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know something about it. So, um, I guess I'll just go ahead and start off and say that we know learned behavior comes in different shapes and forms like it can be shown in racism well no racism is a is a learned behavior mm-hmm. um also um situations with family like you know what you were talking about last week um a lot of times that can come from learned behavior mm-hmm. so um i guess i'll just say what, any you know what you want to start off with like what in type what situations have you dealt with That, you know, you could see it as a learned behavior or do you as a person demonstrate some learned behavior that you that you may feel that you need to unlearn that you learned
1: Mm.
0: because even though it's learned Mm -hmm. don't
1: mean it's good. Yeah, that's facts. Mm
0: -hmm. So, and a lot of times the learned behavior comes from childhood. Comes from what you brought up, what you were, you know, brought up seeing or whatever or what you were taught to believe. And things like that. So like I said, most of the time it's not good though. <laughs> That's the thing about it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So we are at a place where we have to unlearn. So
1: I'm gonna let you take this one, Style. <laughs> Go ahead, Crystal. <laughs> See what you feel.
2: Um, with learned behavior, I I still think at some point it becomes a choice. And the reason why I say oh, that the point? Is because you got say, if you got a, a father that's an alcoholic, then you got two children, two sons. One learned how to be one learned he's an alcoholic because he watched his father, and the other one is not an alcoholic because he watched his father. And it's like two different choices, they but still both learn behavior. One learned what to do, and one learned not what to do. Mm-hmm. So, I do, I do feel like there are. You can definitely learn it. Because, I mean, again, there's things that I grew up based on what i seen. But at some point in your life, it does become a choice. Mm-hmm. It is not, you know, it's like either you learn what to do or what not to do. So, that's my take on learning behavior. That's
0: a good point. Because sometimes you see uh, parents... Like you see a man who's a great father and you may assume that his father was a great father, but actually his father was the opposite and he's trying not to be like that father. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know what I mean? He's a better father. So yeah, that's a good point mm-hmm. that sometimes it is a choice sometimes. Yeah. I think it is. So I, I would say some learned behavior that I learned growing up was basically like within the family. So um, sometimes we learn how to treat people through mm-hmm. learned behavior. So I have some cousins or whatever, so it's like uh, my mom has siblings, so I have cousins or whatever, and one of my mom's sisters, they grew up not really being close, and that particular sister has like four daughters, so growing up, because my mom and their mom wasn't close, we all grew up not close, you know what I mean? So I mean, and, and, and the crazy part is we all don't have no animosity towards each other, as cousins, we don't. It's just what we were taught. And I mean, it was so bad to the point where we all, some of us went to the same high school, went to the same high school and didn't talk to each other. And mm-hmm. we first cousins. Mm-hmm. My mothers are sisters. Mothers grew up in the same house.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember walking through the halls in high school. And we'd see each other and just keep it moving. Wouldn't even speak. But, Yeah. And, I mean, to this day, like, I mean, we're all cool, but we're not, like, super, super close, like, and it's, again, it's not any animosity towards one another, it's just, that's that learned behavior, I mean, one of them lives, like, 10 minutes from me, and she and I, we don't talk, I mean, now I could call her up and say, hey, cuz, what's up, what you doing, and we'll talk, and we'll be real cool, we can laugh, shoot the shit, and there, like I said, there's no bad blood, there's no animosity, but it's just... You know because of our upbringing And um Yeah so But then again sometimes like you Just said sometimes I wonder if it becomes A choice mm-hmm. because When you become a certain age you do Learn you know you know right from wrong And you can acknowledge when something was a learned behavior That you need to unlearn mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know Or I don't know sometimes if people get so Used to the behavior Or that maybe they don't think about changing it I don't know but like um, I said, with me and my cousins, like we're actually cool. But it's just we we grew up with our mom's not being close, so we wasn't
2: close, and it carried on. Yeah, to us. So yeah, that's true. I mean, like with my learned behavior. Um, you know, it it was like like obesity runs on both sides, and it was it was never like diet and exercise was not the top of our agenda but you know at some point like my sister was like the sports guru at first she was the one out there exercising and I was always like cheering her along but it still, I was still comfortable with Oh, I didn't care like it wasn't like okay well I need to get out here and do it too because again obesity was on both sides so it wasn't like a big deal to me Mm -hmm. until it became a big deal until it became okay when i started working on myself then it was different things that i had to start figuring out what i did not like that contributed to this behavior so weight loss was one of them and even though obesity is on both sides it was like at some point i got to the point where i was like no like i just because obesity runs on both sides doesn't mean i gotta be obese But it was, but again, because diet and exercising and all that wasn't taught or, you know, this wasn't the top of everybody's agenda and it was, I was comfortable being big until I wasn't so comfortable anymore. So Mm. then it just got to that point. I mean, so, I mean, I do, I mean, like I said, I do learn that, you know, your parents and your families kind of set the dial, the tone on what's supposed to be. But they can also set the tone on what not to be as yeah. well. So it's like, I don't think that, like, when you're, you know, hitting 30s and, you know, in your 20s, I think at some point it's no longer your parents' fault. It becomes right. yours. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's my, like I said, that's my intake on learn behavior because you can learn what to do and what not to do. Just yep. because your dad, um, You know, say your dad might have been a drug addict. Doesn't mean you got to be with a man that's a drug addict or you got to become one. Right. Or just because your mom was something you don't like doesn't mean you got to be like your mom because I'm sure as a child, you didn't like what you seen. So, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be that person.
0: Now, what about situations like this? So, what if situations where as a child you may have seen you might have seen your your father be abusive to your mom or something like this and i thought about this because um it was a situation i, I remember a guy he was abusive to his girlfriend and they said that when he was little he saw his dad beat on his exactly. mom mm-hmm. and now is that alert behavior and, and it's so it's like it's like a Psychological thing because as a child, I'm pretty sure nobody wants to see their mom get hit on, you know what I mean? Um, so it's like then you turn around and you grow up and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I agree, I I
2: know a guy, go ahead,
1: it's a that's what I was so just sitting back and I and I I really enjoy this topic. The main thing I'm seeing over here, saying in my head, is it's a game of perspectives. Um, this is a very vast topic. Um when you talk about learn behaviors because we 're taught to learn we we talk we we learn by by observing mm-hmm. right um, and there 's big positives in observing around you you can learn a lot just by observing everything won 't just be verbally told to you right um so there 's positives there 's negatives there 's there's a point when, I agree with you, Crystal, that you should start making some U-turns on some of your learned behaviors. But that was my thing. I say perspectives because what may be abnormal to this individual is the norm to this individual. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, that's where it gets tricky. I wish we could have, like, some people call in and, and – and, or. or you know and we can, we can kind of tackle individual situations or scenarios uh, piece by piece. I would say learn behavior is crucial but at the same time beneficial. I come from the projects um, and in the projects in my neighborhoods and in my schools and everybody and on my whole side of town, shout out West Side Dayton, right? Uh, you better be a certain way if you want to survive, right? So um, my mom would tell me and teach me certain things as a child, you know, and she taught me stuff in the Bible and all of this, but when you get outside, you got to learn a whole nother book of, of business. You feel me? Yeah. So what you know on the inside, sometimes you're not exactly able to display it depending in the environment that you're in. I was taught to love one another and be this type of individual. Well, having too much love in a toxic neighborhood and environment can get your ass killed. So it's kind of like knowing when to do what and and and, and when not to do what. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I, yeah, at, at certain ages in my life, um, I remember being in class and just Whenever topics would come up or something. And I would shout out an idea or something. And people would look at me like... What do you mean? Like, we got a TV. You know what I mean? And I I felt small. Because like, I'm the only one in the motherfucker without a TV. Or living this way. So in my very small scope and perspective of my life... I acted and behaved a certain way because of my environment. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? So where where me stepping on this guy's shoe ain't shit because he come from money right matter of fact he played in jordan
0: but in the hood it's like don't step on where, my shoes. where i
1: come from don't give a fuck if you got on a pair of pro wings if a motherfucker put them four toes or five toes on your shit kick scuff step on the back of them you better address the situation <laughs> right. accordingly
0: so you were saying you were you're saying you was a product of your environment
1: Hell yeah! I mean, yeah. you learn from that shit. You you know.
0: Yeah.
1: You, you learn from so much, and at the same time, yeah, you gotta know when to separate the good from the not. But what if you don't know that that not is? It, yeah, is, it's is like a, is, it becomes your not. norm. It's, becau- it's it's your it's norm. norm yeah. You. Yeah.
0: Just like you made a good point when you was think. You made a good point when you said that um, the learned behavior is not always verbalized. It's also through. Uh, through action and, um, you know, be, uh, watching and, um,
1: yeah, View watching, activity. Yeah, yeah, this
0: person has learned from watching other people it's learned from observation. Just, yeah. That's true. Because just like what I was saying about with my cousins, the ones that, um, that, that I'm not close to our moms never said to us, don't talk to her- them. Don't talk to them. No, it was never ver- verbalized. It was just through their action towards each other, you know, uh, them bad mouthing each other, them just having a a raw attitude towards each other and them, them not bringing us together. So it was just like, Oh, we naturally don't fuck with them. and They don't fuck with us. Mm -hmm. So, but we did get better as we got older. We, we got a whole lot better, but again, it's still that, that distance and that disconnect there because of our upbringing. Mm -hmm. So
1: Yeah.
2: Now, to go back to what you said about a guy beating on his woman because he watched his mom. I know a guy that actually beats on every woman he has. And he Mm -hmm. beat on every woman he has because his mom, I mean, I know his whole family. His mom used to get her behind whooped. But then he ended up finding out that, like, his mom was like a cheater. So these guys were whooping her behind because she was a cheater. So, he ended up getting women, just like his mom Mm -hmm. would cheat on them, and he would what they tell. But his, I remember, like, me and him having different conversations, and me and him were friends, so I got a different conversation out of him than somebody that was with him.
0: Right.
2: So, like, he really can't stand his mom. He really can't stand his mom because his mom, in his mind, where even brought him to tears, my mom... Kept cheating on these men, and if she hadn't have been such a cheater, she wouldn't have got beat up. And mm. so, but he has probably fifty domestic violences where he's had so many domestic violences where he's been to prison like twice.
0: He needs to go to therapy, yeah. one because he yeah. got some shit he needs to unpack. Yeah, and
2: and it's it's crazy how, like
0: you said. He said he can't stand his mom, mm-hmm. but it's funny how he keeps getting women just like her. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so crazy how that plays on our psyche. Sometimes you ever know a person that can't stand their parent and they just like that parent mm-hmm. that they can't stand? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it because you don't like what's in, like what's in you is in, like what's in your parent is in you, but do you not recognize that it's in you or what? Like that is just uh, weird. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. That very parent that you be like, I can't stand my daddy. I can't stand my mama. You have a lot of their ways. Mm-hmm. And it's that one that you can't stand. You act the most mm-hmm. like. Right.
2: Yeah, like my son. I He's can't stand. Weird. I can't stand my dad. But yeah, you're just he like He has like, ways like his dad. <laughs> just like
1: him. And if you ever tap into like, you know, um, you know, like your, your laws of attraction, you know, your thoughts become things. You put your, your, that energy out. I can't stand this. I can't stand that. But that's the very same thing that you attract. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you tend to think that that's all that's out there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why I say it's such a good topic. Um, I would, I want to answer your question that you said earlier. Like what's some of the, the things that some of the learned behaviors that I have that i wish I could change or excuse me if that, like that I in, intend to change or unlearn mm-hmm. and mine would be um stop being so scared of niggas like I love my niggas I love yeah you might get mad because I say the word niggas if you black I mean you okay I love my niggas. I love my females. I love my brothers, right? And I had a lot of pent-up hate for niggas because in my environment, you was taught you can't trust and you can't fuck with niggas. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And you can't fuck with these broads and this and that. You got to watch and you got to keep a lookout. You got to... um, I'm learning more balance. Yeah, you just going to have some ignorant ass, but it ain't just niggas. You got ignorant ass white people, Arabs, Orientals, whoever. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of just ignorant ass people. But since I'm black, I hold my people to a higher standard. So I had a higher degree of hate of niggas. So I, I love my niggas and I'm working and I'm on my balance of to being able to not be so nervous When I'm in a bar, a club, a restaurant, where it's heavily populated by niggas. Yeah, I still watch myself and all of that, but I got to stop being so quick to jump. And if a nigga want to eyebrow scrap with me, you know what I'm saying? And he mean mugging and I got to look over at pump number eight like, the fuck you looking at, nigga? I I got to get out of that shit. Like, I nah, I don't, don't, yeah, I don't want to get into it with no more niggas.
0: Yeah, being afraid of your own. Yeah, or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Feeling like I can't fuck with my own peoples, man. White people got this code, and every other race got a code that they that they live by and they rock with. We the only people that got like some type of inner hate and oh, inner yeah. don't fuck with and can't fuck with with niggers. And that I, ain't I just you though. That.
0: That's just black people. Period. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. We are taught that. Towards uh, towards one another, yep. Black people are like crabs in a the bucket. They want they don't want to help each other come up. They just want to you know keep each other down and all that. So yeah, we're 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 taught that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but then you encounter situations with them type of black people, like mm-hmm. like we talked about last week. You go to a black restaurant, they attitudes late. They don't want to have serve they're expensive, but then you go to another environment and it's a different story. So. Even though that's what we're taught, I mean, a lot of times black people display that. Behavior. But I've had
1: fucked up experiences at Chinese restaurants where the mm-hmm. where the customer service is fucked up. I've dealt with other races because all we do is shop. All I do is shop and spend my money with other than people that who look other than me. I mean, I I do shop with black people, but I'm not always in the mood for my fucking t shirt. You know what I mean? So. You know, when I'm going to go <laughs> get some motherfucking service or something, I got to go to these other people, and I've had fucked up white boys fuck my car up. You know what I'm saying? I've been followed around Dick Sporting Goods, where there's oh, a bunch yes. of motherfucking Mexicans and shit around there, and they thinking that I'm going to steal. I've had fucked up service. Mm-hmm. It's not just niggas who be sloppy with business, but because we black, we be like, this is what we be talking about. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't yeah. fuck with y'all niggas. That's true. That's true. You know, you know what I mean? I'm trying not to. Yeah, niggas be fucked up on their business. We need to do better on business as a whole, but and just better with each other as people. Yeah. We, we gotta stop. Yeah, it's crabs in a bucket, but I tell you what. It might be a nigga grasping at your ankles, but best believe it's a motherfucking white Arab. Oriental foot with that motherfucking foot on your head. Mm. Also trying to keep you down. Oriental. Is that really a... <laughs> Oriental, motherfucking Asian, Asian, all that shit. All you niggas, you know who the fuck y'all are? They over here, your head box. Man, motherfuck them, man. Because we got to stop oh, acting man. like it's just, you know what I'm saying, niggas who do niggas dirty. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta stop. We got we gotta cut that out. We have well, to broaden that fucking that 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 scope. Like it's it's a shit. You got shitty people in every, every race. race. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We have to stop just having the gun drawn on each other, man. Niggas will put their pistol up in a room full of white people. But as soon as they in a room full of niggas, they guns come out. Niggas gonna put their guns up in a room full of Chinese people.
0: Yeah.
1: But as soon as they in a room full of niggas. The guns pop out. You know, we always got to watch. I'm watch that nigga over there. You get started, fucking job. Twelve white people pass you in the hallway. The one nigga that pass you, you don't even speak to him. Everybody else, you hi, good morning, hi, hello, hey, hello. (laughs) Trying not to look too black and all of that shit. You see, where do you
2: think that's learned from, then? That kind of mentality. Do you think that goes back from to slavery?
1: It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. can't let too many of these niggas up in here, man, and ruin it for me. You know what I'm saying? I've been kicking it with the white people, <laughs> mm-hmm. man. I, I, got They know me. They love me. You know what I'm That's saying? That's like
2: a house slave mentality.
1: House, Yep, a house nigga mentality. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you motherfucking B-dog to your little crew back in the hood because you still stay on the mediocre side of town. But at work, you Brian like a motherfucker, so you do the, your best to stay away from the black image. You don't want to eat no chicken at work. You know what I'm saying? Watermelon season popping up. You got eight white people in the break room eating watermelon. Yo ass in that motherfucker with an apple. Knowing you want to slice a motherfucker watermelon. You're, or, yeah, you trying to look everything but who the fuck you are at the core of yourself. It's learned behavior. Can't fuck with too many niggas. I <laughs> don't no. Yeah, you know, if you start a job. Six motherfucking niggas there. 80 white people there. If the six people get to fucking with the six black people get to fucking with each other, y'all worried about what the white people think about y'all. Mm-hmm. And the, the, believe me, it's some white people like wonder what they're over there conspiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't want to look a certain way and you don't want to. So you go over there. You're the only nigga over there sitting with all these white people trying to sit and have lunch and shit. And don't speak to the niggas and shit like that. That's there. All of that shit learned, man.
0: Well, I think in terms of, of, of corporate, you know, there's just certain things that you just, we just can't do. I mean, as black people, we can't. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be on the job snickling and giggling and huddled up with like four y'all. Can't do it. They can do it. But when we do it, it's like, uh, you're, you guys are doing too much talking or it's too much, you know, you're having too much fun. You know, it's just, it's like that silent they don't say it like this but it's silently get, get to work y'all doing too much
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: so sometimes I think for a black person in the corporate world it's I don't know if it's that they try not to be black I think it's more of they trying to stay professional sometimes because certain things are just considered not professional
1: again what I'm saying nigga be worried about what a bunch of other white people saying White people can sniggle and giggle all day. Six niggas just sitting around just talking about something. It's going to be white people whoever, any other race around there just ear hustling. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you hey, got something about
2: LeBron? Oh, yeah, he
1: <laughs> shot, shot great last night. We wasn't even talking to you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 you feel like you had to hear what we was talking about. Mm-hmm. You don't give a fuck that we, you glad we just talking about LeBron. <laughs> All right. You okay. know what I'm saying? But if we got them and stopped the conversation when we saw that you was ear hustling and shit like that, you'd be worried. <laughs> I don't know what they're over there talking about, man. Every time I walk by, those guys say, yeah, they're doing it to me too. <laughs> I wonder what's going on. We should say something. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm trying to think what would be some learned behavior that, that I want to unlearn. Um, well, um, I would say things more on the finance side. I would like to be, mm-hmm. which I'm working on, just being more financially literate, financial literate, not illiterate. um, Just knowing, you know, like I said, especially with me being a realtor, um, I've learned a lot about, you know, credit. Even before I became a realtor, I um, took it upon myself to learn more about credit, how it works, and you know, just finance, period. Because that was something most of us in the black black households we were we were not taught because we were only taught to survive. We wasn't we wasn't taught to to know other stuff or to you know care about other stuff other than survival so all that credit and all that extra stuff it was like oh that's for the white people you know what i mean but yeah now as a as an adult yeah i i would like to like i'm when i'm not gonna say i would like to because i'm actually doing it so i'm taking it upon myself to to be more you know financially literate so
2: me too because it wasn't preached and we would hear stories like you, you better make sure your credit together because you ain't going to be able to finance bubblegum if you don't. But we never was taught how to make sure our credit was together. So I, I learned a lot even more about finances as I became an adult because that was something that might have been talked about, but it was not shown. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, it it wasn't shown how to, how to make sure you save. It wasn't shown you know, I mean, we might have did like the piggy bank, but it wasn't shown how to make sure you keep money for this or, you know, you'll hear stuff like, yeah, you'll hear stuff like, you know, you'll spend every dime you got, but, you know, when you're watching you spend every dime you got too. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to save? Mm -hmm. Because I don't see saving. So even as an adult, I learned, I mean, I guess I got tired of getting to a point where I was broke all the time. So, it was like I was spending every dime I had. And I got to a point where I just got tired of needing basic stuff like gas money. And I didn't have it because I spent I mm. would get paid and would spend every dime because that's all I seen. So, that I have learned finances. I have learned that better. Uh, you know, and again, it's still a, a thing I'm working through. But right. I definitely learn how to not spend every dime I have. I definitely make sure I take care of my stuff first and not wait until this week to pay it because I want to do this. No. <laughs> I make sure right. that I take care of the stuff that's important first.
0: Yeah. And I, and I don't think that our parents... I mean, we, Of course, they wasn't maliciously not teaching us this stuff. Mm. Hell, they didn't know. They didn't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly.
1: They didn't know.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, but I think... Um, for me, I think that might have been that. I think that would have to be the biggest one. Um, let me think. As far as because you know, I was saying how the way you treat people can also be a learned behavior. Um, I think I'm pretty kind to people. I think. I mean, you know, I I wasn't taught to not associate with this person over here because they don't dress a certain way or they don't look a certain way because sometimes people are learned that too sometimes that's a learned behavior to not associate with certain caliber of people or you know only associate with this caliber but don't associate with that caliber of a person or oh you know they don't look like they have money or they look kind of poor don't go play with them Mm. don't play with them those kids look kind of dirty. Don't go play with them. I I mean, I wasn't taught stuff like that, but there are some people out there who were taught how to treat people. And I always say, I always say that who we are as adults is, a, is, is often just a manifestation of what we were taught growing up, you know? So, but yeah, me, I try to, I think I try to treat people equally, no matter what their status is or their you know what they what they do for a living and all that kind of stuff. What they drive and what kind of ha- where they ha- where they live. I don't I don't treat people according to that. I treat people to how they treat me.
2: Now remember we had that conversation earlier about how um, you know we're not too good or you know to be around certain people. Oh yeah yeah. But yeah. I mean, and it's when when I was a kid, I, I had that same attitude. I treated everybody nice. But it was always, because when we were little, our parents were together. But there were people mad at me because my parents were together. And it was always the kids that didn't have as much. You know, my dad was a truck driver. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And back then, I mean, truck drivers make really good money now, but it was like the bomb back then. So, you know, we had more than our circle. But they were mad at us, well, me because our parents had more. My mom sent us to school with our hair done. So it was like and even like as an adult, you know, my ex in laws, um, they're definitely different. And it and I was I had that attitude, well, you ain't did nothing to me, so I ain't got no problem with you. But they really had a problem with me because they felt like I thought I was better than somebody. And I had that. I'm not better than nobody. I'm very humble. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, I'm not a stuck up or. Hum- I'm very humble, but I was better. I right. was. So it was like y'all mad because of the choices in life y'all made. I had bad choices too, but I start undoing the bad choices and doing something about it. Y'all chose to stay in y'all's bad choices. Right. So that's not my fault. That's y'all's. So, I mean honestly, um I just feel like as far because of my experiences with people that are not so happy, not doing so well in life, I have done better with people that are on my level or better. Yeah. Because I didn't have all the static with people that were not doing so
1: well. Yeah,
0: yeah that that's so. yeah, that's a good point, because you you call you have haters. Yeah. That's what that's called haters. People that just, just jealous, just mad because they on the outside looking in, they see what you have or they see how you look and everything, and they assume. I can't stand the assumption of oh she thinks she all that or he thinks he all that until somebody shows you that. Here's my thing: you can think what you want to think about yourself. Like you said, you said I I really was better than them in a sense, but you didn't treat them like Mm -hmm. you thought you was better. That's the big thing. That's my thing. I don't care what a person thinks of themselves. I don't care what status you think you are. I don't care if you think you the finest nigga that walked in the room. I don't care if you think you the finest bitch that walked in the room. As long as you are kind to people and you treat people nice, that's all. That matters to me. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's just when you get into turning your nose down at people and all that kind of stuff, then that's the problem. Right. But, yeah, uh, just assuming somebody thinks they all that is, I think it's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Just because you looking at them and she got on some fresh kicks, her hair stay done. Okay, that's her mama doing that. That ain't her Yeah, You was a kid. You mm-hmm. didn't even have... You wasn't even working yet or not like that yeah. at the time. No, it was your parents keeping you up. So, you know, I, I just think that's unfortunate too, though, because mm-hmm. sometimes you can be a truly... A, you can truly be a humble person and not look down on people, but other people would give you so much flack mm-hmm. because they're jealous. And I
2: wasn't popular as a kid, so I grew up wanting to be popular because I wasn't popular because... Our parents, like it was it was funny that the poor kids had on the Nike Cortezes and we had on British Knights. So we wasn't all that because we didn't have Nike Cortezes, but we also didn't have free lunch either. So I growing up I felt like I wasn't liked. Nobody really liked me. And I remember like people would like pick on me and my mom instead of her like talking to a parent, she would like try to give the kid Ice cream and talk to them because we all lived mm. on the same street. So then it was like they only want to be my friend because they knew my mom was gonna give them ice cream, mm. not because they really wanted to be my friend.
1: Yeah, I'm so, I'm sorry. Go
2: ahead. And so you know, so you growing up like that. Well, my mom was gonna give them some ice cream. So then I ended up having that mentality where, well, if I give them something, they'll be my friend, and that carried on all mm. the way to adulthood. If I give, because I seen. My mom gave ice cream, yeah. When my mom gave, ice cream. Yep. My mom gave mm-hmm. ice cream, that they was my friend, and not realizing they ain't my friend anyway, they was my friend based because on the benefits, yeah. But again, I, I learned I carried that all the way into adulthood, and I mean, of course, I learned down you know, as time went on, like oh, I don't care now, but again, something as simple as my mom giving people popsicles and ice cream so we can all be friends, carried me into thinking if I gave, they would be my friends. Wow. Let me ask
1: you this one because that's I'm glad you said something. Um, One of the things that I wanted to ask, um, and I would like viewer perspective as well, Um, we call it cracking where I come from. Ranking, snapping, playing the dozens, Mm -hmm. roasting. Roasting, lighting somebody ass up, you know what I'm saying, tugging on them, all of that shit, right? Um, in the neighborhood. Coming up, you had to develop um a, a, a character callus, a personality callus to where and, and and I only see this originally in our neighborhoods. White people be like, don't do that, that's mean, don't say that, that's mean, that's mean. <laughs> we like Oh, nigga, we just cracking. You see what I'm saying? No. But I think that plays mm. as I'm older. When you ask me, what are some learned behaviors? Um, it's the it's the norm where we come from. To get cracked on, learn how to take the insults, flip back and be witty, and insult them. Right? In your particular situation, nobody. Pulled you to the side and said, nah, nah, take that. And this is what you do and do that. So in, in a sense, you became more or less victimized because it's like, damn. And then so your mind went back and retaliated in a different way. Let's give. So you developed a a, a, a different way to come back, right? Um, I think for me personally, in our neighborhood, ranking, snapping, roasting, Although I've mastered that shit, I will light one of you niggas up in the comment section <laughs> on everything, right? Oh, no, we don't know. Um, but at some degree, being subject to ridicule has definitely stunted my growth in the area of finance because niggas love to look fresh and be broke. Um It has stunted, you know what I mean? It's, it it has stunted my it stunted my growth in the different uh, in in a in a personal com- uh, uh, um, confidence um, education, the teacher will raise your you know ask a question, and I could know the answer or feel like I know it, but I'd be nervous to raise my hand because I didn't want nobody light me up. This big dumb motherfucker! Ah, oh, you big. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga said twenty seven. <laughs> nah, you big retard. <laughs>
2: Yeah. You know He's what I'm saying? Ask the so you
1: scared, and then nothing. Well, yes, yeah, some shit do. But uh, one of the things that bothered me most is when I knew the answer, but and I was afraid was
0: to say it,
1: to be smart, yeah. afraid to be right. I knew it, and somebody else over there got the answer, and I'm like, damn. Because I am smart.
0: I think when you young, when you a kid anyway, don't nobody want to get roasted or whatever. Don't nobody want to get cracked on. So I think we all went through that. Like, you know, just in junior high, and elementary, like, you know, and kids are mean. One Mm -hmm. of the worst things you could get is cracked on. I mean, I wear thick glasses. You see them you know what I'm saying Ooh. and so yeah so I of course needless to say they <laughs> roasted me session. all the time but you get used to that or whatever but I'm just saying like but, but but it is very critical for you when you are young like that and everything so as far as that like yeah I get that but as an adult like I don't care if I, I if I got a question I'd be thinking to myself like damn this might be a stupid ass question but oh well I'm gonna ask it anyway hey uh and and I don't care what what I, I don't care how I look to somebody else I don't give a shit if it's, if it's the wrong answer, oh, well, you know, and and, and I'm like that with anything. Like as an adult, like hey, if it's wrong, I'm
1: wrong. Oh, well. But, but some she, people don't come out of that. Oh, some people don't. Saying, yeah. Some people don't come out of that. Some people are just like, I'm just not going to say shit, man, <laughs> because I don't want a motherfucker calling me stupid. You know what I'm saying? And again, with your, with your clothing and Put it on a facade like you really have, but you don't. When you look on people's social media, you know, to portray this image, niggas will do everything in the world not to appear broke. But
0: here's how I combat that. Like when you said, when you said, you know, you don't want nobody thinking you stupid or something. The way I combat that is this. I be like, shit, I know I'm smart. Oh, well. It, it, even if I, if, if I do ask a question that may seem dumb to somebody else, I know I'm intelligent, so I don't care what they may think. It's like, you got to kind of combat that with what you already know about yourself. If you know you ain't a dumb nigga, then you know what I mean? It, It, I just, that's how I look at it. If I know I'm not done, just like if I do something and it comes across as mean to somebody, I know I'm not a mean person, but at the same time, I know I'm not a people pleaser either. I'm not gonna tell you yeah when I really want to tell you no. If I want to tell you no about something, if you, if I'm not gonna let you inconvenience me, I'm not a yes person. I'm not somebody that's gonna tell everybody yeah because I want to be liked. I'm not gonna tell you yeah even though you inconveniencing me about something or you, you know, you irritating me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say yes just to please you. I'm gonna tell your ass no. And if that makes me look mean, oh well, because I know deep down I'm not a mean person. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about looking mean or seeming mean. I care more about being honest with them myself.
2: Yeah, but I learned the no behavior as an adult. Mm -hmm. Like, I said, because I never seen. It was, again, it wasn't talk to the parents. Now, my dad is a no, H, no type of person, but my dad was always over the road. So, (laughs) like, as I kind of, I mean, like, I started seeing a little bit differently as I, like, maybe eighth grade. My mom was like, no, don't fight. Tell the teacher. My dad, like, Whoop her behind, and if you get suspended, when your mom go to church, y'all <laughs> go outside.
1: Salute right? the pops for that. So, but it was like
2: so, you know, as you know, but again, I was so it was always tell if somebody, you know, tell do this, do that, give, and it was always that. And like I said, it carried even with my children. You know, we had we our clothes was from the thrift store. And was we dirty kids or no? We wasn't. And we didn't have the latest gear. We had British Knights. So even as a mother growing up, like I worked hard to make sure my kids had Nikes. Yeah. Sure. Which you didn't have. Yep. And my kids would have $100 shoes and my shoes were 20 But I, because we didn't have, and because we always, I always felt like we wasn't in, we wasn't in because we didn't have what everybody else had then I made sure that well, it, if my kids is this, the hair gonna be done, the hair gonna be cut, and they gonna be fresh to death. And, I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I got, they got to a place where they felt like, I mean, my son, I remember he was like, I think, eight. My mom had bought him, like, a pair of kids. Mm-hmm. They were boy, like, white, you remember the shoes called White Girls? or well, they were like a boy version, and I made my son wear them, because my mom was coming to pick us up, and you know, but they always wore, you know, name brand shoes. So he came outside, stomping And my mom said, what is, what's wrong, what's wrong with you? And he said, I don't want to wear these shoes. And she looked down and said, it was a shoe she bought. Like, my mom would buy my kids shoes and they wasn't name brand. I just thought, "Like, y'all ain't wearing them. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. the mentality of me, well, I didn't have all this because I was, I wasn't popular. So I didn't have all the latest gear. I wanted to make sure my kids were popular right. and they had all the latest gear. And even then, my daughter still had all kind of problems. Like They still wasn't liked by everybody because they had the latest gear. <laughs> so you got kids' mad still in their clothes, still you know mm. what I mean? So it's still, I mean, like I said, it wasn't clear until I became an adult before I started breaking up all that different behavior. Yeah. <laughs> so what's
1: a learned behavior that you think that we get from the, from, from the grassroots as a child? Um, that's positive. Yeah, because there a is root? a
0: root. There, there's always a root to all the, learn, the the learned behavior. There's always a root. Yeah, yeah.
1: What's what's some of the positive learned behaviors? Like we've talked about uh, finance. We talked about uh, black love. Love. Another learned behavior is the uh, the black man against the black woman. Uh, but your neighborly love, brotherly love. Because uh, a lot of us grew up, didn't get along with their brothers, sisters, or, or with their mothers or their fathers and stuff yeah. like that. Um, diet, we have learned behavior with that. Uh, you know, bad habits and environment, fa- uh, fashion, again, cracking, ranking, cracking jokes. Like, what are some positive learned behaviors that maybe you experienced or you maybe you wish you experienced coming up? Maybe that we should all do that you can t- that you can pass on to to our to our brothers. Well, and sisters. I
0: would say for me, um, despite like I said, despite um, my the the you know the distance and disconnect with the, my cousins, you know the cousins that I mentioned to y'all. I will say, despite that, um, me and my siblings were pretty close, like you know, mm-hmm. so. And you know, my household like we were pretty close. So I, I cause there are some siblings who are not close, but I will say that, you know, I grew up loving you know my siblings and everything, and being being taught to love them no matter what. We can have our differences and we can have our little uh, spats or whatever, but it's still it's it's not it's not gonna carry over for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. and months and months and years at a time. Hell no. Um, yeah, just keeping staying and staying connected with you know with my siblings and stuff. And um, I I think, though, for the most part, I'm a family-oriented person anyway. Just, you know what I mean? But I, I ain't gonna lie. Like, nowadays, I am more of the type that I, I rock with who rock with me. Mm-hmm. You know? Because um, there's some family who they got their certain cousins that they rather associate with and be close to and that's fine and well and I ain't mad at nobody mm-hmm. but hey I give people the same energy they give me mm-hmm. I mean I don't want to sound tick for tag but hey if you rock with me I rock with you if not I still love you but I won't be breaking my mm-hmm. neck I'm not gonna be yeah so
2: yeah Um, I would say a learned behavior that I appreciate uh, me learning is me not being a grudge holder Um, a person that's always good yeah I don't stay Mm. mad long. I might be mad for that moment and I might be mad for even a little bit of time but I don't hold grudges long um sometimes I wish I did but I I, don't I I want to say this
0: now I will say Hmm. this the only thing Hmm. about that that is good to be like that but the only thing I will say that I've noticed about um um not being a grudge holder well i don't know i'm not gonna say it's not about not being a grudge holder but what i want to say is because you may be like that you may often allow people to be in your life that shouldn't be you know what i mean because you'll be for very forgiving
2: well forgiving doesn't mean reconnection okay yeah that's so, true that's yes, true. there was a point in time that i was real forgiving and allowed people to be in my life longer than i should have but then i got to a point where i learned forgiveness doesn't mean we could Have like to stay we, involved. yeah exactly yeah. like I mean there's plenty of people that I forgave them for like scandalous stuff they did and I'm not mad at them right like, if I see them hey but we're not right. connecting because mm. I mean first of all like con recon um reconnection recon- means you to reconcile your behavior well if you're still the same person mm. then you you ain't about to come and do that to right. me again like I'm not mad at you but. You know, like, I ain't going through that again. Right. You know, so it's one thing if you reconnect with a person that reconciled their behavior. Yeah. It's another good thing yeah. to forgive them for yourself, but right. just... Uh, yeah,
0: because the best apology is change behavior. Yeah. So, and if they didn't change that, yeah. 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 So, that's good. Yes. That's Say good. that good. again. The best apologies change behavior. That's mm-hmm. fire. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, I don't really have one. I don't have
2: <laughs> you don't Everybody questions. got one. Uh, no,
1: because I, I want to hear input. I, I don't think yeah. I ever have. I mean, I guess, um, you know, the universal law that um, do unto others as you will have them do unto you. Be the change you want to see. Um, you know, the whole sharing is caring. Yeah, it sounds corny, but if everybody really just been the person that they want to see be the environment that you want to be around, you know, um, that's, it was taught and I just so happened to, to grasp that cause that's what I really wanted to feel, but it wasn't something that was really promoted in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say it was a learned behavior. I just learned that in like school. And the crazy thing is I ain't learning from no nigga. I learned that from my white teachers. Mm. You know what i mean so I, I don't really have one i wish we were all on the same accord as you grow up we got we you see now we all changed and we got remedies and life changed us to a point that where now we can right some of the wrongs or whatnot that but that we have but yeah i say to do on the other one
0: yeah i remember um i remember when i was a kid i had to be about mm, probably about 19 11 years old and there were these girls that stayed across the street from us. They were uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, okay? And so we were not. We were not. We were not Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> or anything. We were, you know, we, I mean, we wasn't no heathens, but you know, you know, I, you know, I don't come from a household where we were just still so strict and you know, mm, no, you know, we 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 were kids, you know, we you know we had, like normal kids and stuff, and so. um um the girls they like i said they were they were sisters they lived across the street and um uh, i used to want to be their friend so bad because they were two girls you know i was a young girl at the time a little kid oh two girls oh i want to be their, i want to be their friend i want to be their friend so bad but they would never speak to us not even say hi not say bye they were not they were taught not to communicate with us. I mean, to the point where they these girls were like on mute. And I used to want like, damn, do they talk? They talk because, hell, we all went to the same school. They talk, they just didn't talk to us. Mm-hmm. This goes back to what I was saying about how um, I don't treat people according to their status, their their religion, their, you know, you know none of that. But they were taught that. And I, looking back, uh, I'm an adult now, looking back in hindsight, that was really mean. That was because re- we all were just kids, you know, and, um, and I know that was, that came from their mom, you know, cause don't no child just know to be like that. Mm, so yeah, course. they were just real mean to us. Like they wouldn't, and, and they wasn't mean because they treated us. I mean, they were just mean cause they wouldn't talk. They just wouldn't like, they, like they thought they were too good to be friends with us or just to talk to us or whatever. Well, um, later in life, I heard that the one, one of the sisters grew up to be off the chain okay i mean so off the chain Our mama couldn't do nothing with her like she was just wow and i said who would have ever thought y'all was too good to talk to us and be cool with me and be friends with me but here you are out here wilding out
1: worse off than what i am.
0: yeah and i'm not even judging her but i'm just saying though Mm -hmm. but that to me you know I just wondered, like I'm judging a
1: little bit, like <laughs> I no.
0: I'm better than you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's just funny how you can try to teach your kids to to be a certain way towards. One thing I don't play is when it comes to kids. I don't like nobody judging kids. I don't like no, like when some parents be thinking they kids is better than these kids, or like I don't. I don't really like stuff like that. I think that's real mean because kids are kids. Kids are innocent. But I'm just saying, as far as them it's just crazy how you know they were taught not to be cool with us and to associate with us in no way shape or form but then you know you didn't you know i mean like you turned out kind
2: of like you know on some shit but i mean i always my grandma always um says You don't talk about nobody's kids, yeah. You don't know how your kids gonna turn turn out, yeah. And I remember because my daughter, like, was kind of off the chain when she was younger. Well, no, kind of, she was. And I remember this girl, me and this girl having an argument, and she threw up in my face, my daughter, oh, you know, your problematic daughter, and blah 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 blah. And it was like, I My feelings was hurt because my daughter was. She was getting a lot of trouble, and she was always in a lot of trouble, causing me a lot of stress. So it's like you took that and used it against me. So, my feelings was hurt, but it and it was so crazy because my daughter ended up graduating from high school with a 3.5 and got another a kid, and her son got two kids, never graduated from high school, mm. and it's like, wow. but you sit up talking about my daughter, and you tried to embarrass me, but your son ain't doing nothing. Like, and your daughter yeah.
0: was just having a moment yeah. where she was just off the chain, but she came out of that. Yeah, you got to be, oh man, I, I don't have no kids, but I know enough to know, you got to be careful uh, judging other people. People's kids other people's childrens, honey because you don't mm-hmm. know how yours, you gonna, know turn how out, yours gonna turn out baby you don't out. know what's going on in your backyard while you judging this I remember coming up too like me and my two cousins you know we like I said I, we didn't have I didn't have stri- we didn't have strict parents and I'm not saying that we was allowed to run wild and run amok but we didn't have strict parents because my grandmother was strict on them so my mom and aunt they didn't want to be strict on us because excuse me they didn't want us feeling like we had to go sneak around and doing stuff and just being off the chain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had a little bit of freedom growing up. So, you know, we would, you know, be outside talking to boys and stuff like that. Well, a lot of the other women in the neighborhood, they judged us. They looked, Oh, they some fast asses. They some fast asses. They some hoes. Mm-hmm. They going to be pregnant before they get out of high school. Mm-hmm. Oh my, my god, They thought the same
2: thing about yeah. my daughter. Oh she my god, I a lot of kids. And
0: look, 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 check this out. Every woman that thought that about us, they daughters ended up pregnant mm-hmm. before high school. One girl got yes, pregnant by the boy yeah. next door, mm-hmm. and 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 they children, they girls was off the chain. None of us. I I still don't have no kids. My other two cousins, they didn't have kids until they got out of high school and were grown. You know what I mean? So it's just like you don't know what your kids is doing. So be careful judging other people's kids. Mm-hmm. That's something I don't. not play that. I don't. Mm-mm. Yep, because you never know what your kids is going to do.
1: Yes, we need to be careful judging other people. Period.
0: Yeah. Well, Again, yeah. That's that's just putting your it. mouth on people's situations, and yeah. you don't know. You don't know that's what they're going through. That's and, learned and you don't behavior. You how you're gonna respond to some stuff. I think that's learned behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Just like um, this guy I know I told you. Well, I don't know if I I, I might have mentioned it on po- on my podcast one of the previous episodes, but there was a guy that I uh, was childhood friends with. Well, he ended up um getting on drugs and stuff. Um, at about when we was about 16, he got on drugs real bad. Had a long stint with drugs for some years. And, um, he finally got himself together, you know, um, when he got like in his, you know, thirties or whatever, he got himself together. got a wife, got a kid doing good, very good for himself. I asked him about one of his, his childhood friends that I knew. And I said, uh, whatever happened to your homeboy? Um, I'm gonna call him, uh, I'm gonna call him, uh, just, (coughs)
1: um
0: uh, michael mike yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> go to name can't even a sorry
0: mike I can't even think of a nickname because this guy had a nickname so it was just like you know but anyway i'm like whatever happened to your homeboy mike whatever happened to him he said you know what he said mike actually um mike actually out here strung out on drugs real bad and i said wow he said yeah he said um but the crazy part is he said when I was out there Bouncing off the walls and doing my thing He said Mike was one of my friends that laughed at me You know And he didn't say it with no malice in his heart when he said it He wasn't saying like on oh, no nanny nanny yeah, yeah, yeah he was just like Mike was one of my friends That laughed at me And I was like wow Because he was on the shit back in our era When you knew somebody Like our our age group When we heard about somebody being on crack or heroin It was like <gasps> It made you clutch your pearls like you No, know that damn. nigga
1: feel smoking rocks, yeah. man. He undercover voter yeah. holder. Yeah, he like are bad. Like man. damn, he They're on that.
0: Like he that on guy. that shit. Cause you know our generation
1: how he, he be with that. Our generation was mainly
0: just about smoking Roasted weed fishing. and mm-hmm. drinking it. But with you, killed, knew somebody yeah. that was on drugs, it was like, it. like whoa. So he was mm-hmm. one of the ones that got strung out on strung crack or whatever. So yeah, he said he said yeah, Mike was one of the ones that um that laughed at me. He said, um, but what happened with Mike was Mike's mom died. He said and Mike and his mom was like real close. And he said when Mike's mom died, Mike wasn't able to bounce back from that. And he ended up getting on drugs. So he got on, Mike got on drugs later in life. See what I'm saying? So when they were young, mm-hmm. my friend got on drugs, but then got himself together as he got older. Yeah. The friend, Mike, some things happened in his life that triggered him to go down that same path.
1: Universal you just, law. Yeah, it's like Universal you never know law.
0: what's around the corner, and you don't know how shit is gonna set up, and you don't know how you gonna respond to life. You truly don't know. You could lose somebody that you never thought you would lose no time soon. Like anything could happen, and you, you, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that that right there, I, I, I was like, man, that's wild. He was like, yeah, he was like, he out there bad too. Yeah, that's you
1: know? crazy. Yeah, you just
0: never
2: know what you're gonna encounter.
1: Yep. I would like to promote in our neighborhoods and in our environment now for learned behavior um, as a whole that me personally that I think that could probably empower us is to uh, encourage education. And what I, Excuse me. That sounds so bland. Encourage intelligence. Um, you know, read more finance books. Yeah. Um, Read read books by moguls. How to build companies. How to how to become uh, more financial gainful. Learn what currency is. Mm-hmm. Um, also find people that look like you to build and empower with. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we so quick to take our knowledge and intelligence, and then we'll run to another race of people. And try to build over there because we feel like we can't build with no other niggas. We out here. You know, you may think that we far few between, sprinkled or whatever, but strength come in numbers. You you find people, like-minded people, and it's important to find these people to look like you. And that's where you can build your friendships, your teams, and your groups Of people who encourage. So I say slow down on the dozens. You know what I'm saying? Because we learn to actually judge, tear down, make fun of people who look like us quicker than we are to pick them up, uplift them. And you ain't going to say this is broad. Yes, there's some niggas that help niggas. Okay. All right. But on the vast scale especially in the lower income communities where I come from, we need to encourage and help and look out more than than finding ways to tear down. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. is learned behaviors that we can see. That way you can build your tight-knit clicks in your communities and it's a more positive vibe mm-hmm. coming up. That's yeah. a learned behavior for your ass. Yeah.
0: Yeah, guys. All right. So, um, I think we done hit on everything and, uh, yeah, this was a good conversation. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I thought, I, I hope some people take away from this, you know, and, um, you know, just, just pay attention to your behaviors. And it's a lot, it's a lot more that people can unlearn, but, uh, we just kind of went over, you know, the things that we can call out, but some people have a, some people have an issue, um, um, accepting love you know, letting people love on them. Yeah. Some people have a hard time with that, you know, unlearn, not letting people love on you. Unlearn, always being the one to do for everybody else, but you don't let nobody do for you. You know, learn how to accept, you That's know, um, powerful. appreciating yourself and, and, and loving on yourself, you know, learn how to do that. And it's like, I said, always giving to other people and helping other people and, and make sure everybody else is good. Learn to make sure you're good. You know,
1: get always. rid of the notion that therapy is bad or oh yes Find you a therapist. Unlearn
0: that. Unlearn mm-hmm. thinking that therapy is just for white people or mm-hmm. crazy people. Unlearn thinking that if you if you go to therapy, something wrong with you. No. Yeah.
2: I, I think it's therapy like, it's a, was so, the best thing that ever happened to me. Opened my eyes to a lot of. Stuff.
0: Yeah. I think therapy is. Uh, I think it's brave to even go because you're you're calling yourself out instead of calling other people. We always want to say, oh yeah, she crazy. Oh, you know so and so, he crazy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, back in back in our parents' days anyway, they people didn't deal. with With what the crazy was, they just Mm -hmm. call people crazy. Well, you know, instead of being able to call out other people's crazy, you know, call out your own stuff and say, you know what, I need to go to therapy. I need to go. I got some stuff I need to unpack. Instead of denying, oh, oh, they ain't no wrong with me. I don't know what y'all talking about. You know, and just because you go to therapy, don't even mean that you psychotic or nothing. You just may just have some stuff you got to unpack and organize. We live our lives. We consume stuff so fast. Things happen, but we still gotta get up, go to work. We still gotta, you know. Uh, we still got to move. We Sometimes we don't have time to sit down and unpack certain things. And we start moving in That's directions it. and we don't even know why. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can experience some traumatic, like losing a loved one or a a struggle, strained relationship with a loved one. That can really impact you in ways, in negative ways, and you don't even realize it because you're still getting up, going to work, you're still living your everyday life. So you're not stopping to really understand certain things. The next thing you know, you start drinking more. You know what I'm saying? You start being a little more uh on edge, and sometimes you don't know why. But th- yeah. it's certain triggers. Yeah. So yeah, take time to smell the. I guess take time and smell the roses. I guess and pay attention to stuff. That's it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, oh, one more. Uh Stop being scared um, to go see a doctor. Get yourself checked out. We we also got this community. Uh, <laughs> this problem. Who's in scared our to our go community. to the doctor? <laughs> Man, shit. I got. When it comes to <laughs> especially what. What I don't want no my my pops to tell you in a minute. I don't want no man cutting on me. Oh yeah, ain't nothing wrong with me. I, yeah, I my grandmother
0: you. was like that, and my grandmother ended up having lung cancer. And by the time she went, it was too late. Was too late because mm-hmm. she didn't like going to the doctor. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and that's
1: just be something in, in our neighborhood, like real real strong in our community, niggas and doctors. I, I'm straight. I don't need to, and then go and got stage four cancer. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, right. That's true. It's called preventative
0: care. Preventative care. Yeah. You hear me alright you All right, y'all. So we're gonna go on and get up out of here. And don't forget to share this podcast, y'all, and uh comment and subscribe and download. All right, y'all, we're gonna get up out of here. So thank y'all so much for tuning in. Until next time. Thank y'all so much, my lovely guests. Y'all are awesome guests.
1: Let you back. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> like for, having for
0: having us. us. Any guest I have on is awesome though. Any guest that come <laughs> on my show be awesome. So yeah, I know
1: no hate but we the most lovely two guests over here
0: i didn't say that you no know I mean? nah, but y'all good though all right y'all we out of here peace. peace love y'all family all right guys that's a wrap and once again thank you so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed today's episode now don't be stingy go ahead and share this podcast and don't forget to follow on social media remember You might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.